This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a visit with Iowa State wrestling coach Kevin Dresser. Last weekend, the Cyclones won the prestigious Cliff Keen Las Vegas Invitational for the first time since 1996, and along the way, Younger Bastida was crowned as an individual champion. Shaping up as a very promising season for the Cyclones, we hope you'll enjoy this visit with Kevin Dresser. Coach, coming off a really great team victory at the Cliff Keen Invitational, uh, describe that weekend for me. John, it was probably the, one of the best weekends we've had since we came here six-plus years ago. Um, that's how big of a weekend it was. 15 out of the top 20 teams in the nation. Basically, everybody that's everybody, with the exception of, obviously, Penn State, Iowa, and Missouri, which is three good teams. But just a really tough field. When I was at Virginia Tech, we went to it multiple times. We've been to it before at Iowa State. So I just can't say enough about the 10 guys that went. Everybody scored points for us. We had seven guys placed in the top eight. So it just was a really good good event and a, and a really quick turnaround after the Iowa dual meet to, to step in there and uh, feel good about ourselves again. So uh, I'm just proud of those 10 guys. And I want to backtrack for a minute and ask you about that, that duel with Iowa because, I mean, just to see Hilton Coliseum pack like that was just so cool. And it, it just shows how much excitement, excitement there is right now around your program. It's, it's really fun to see that. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I, I, th- I think I thanked everybody a couple times, but I'll do it again for all of those people that came out. I know a lot of people tuned in because ESPN covered it. And, you know, there's a lot of progress here. Obviously, um, you know, we had three or four things that didn't go our way that day that would have any of those things would have went our way. We would have won that match, including a coaching error at 174, uh, which was completely on us. And so sure, we would have liked to have that. Um, anytime you get a chance and you got the Hawks on the ropes, you got to put them away, and we didn't do that. Um, but I think anybody that knows anything about wrestling knows that uh, uh, we're we're in a really good place right now, and we've got a really good team, you know, and overall a pretty young team. So I, I can tell you the the future's bright, and uh, we challenged those guys Monday morning. Um, I told them I said you guys are good enough to go win that Vegas tournament, and um, they believe me. I'm not sure many other people in the country believed us on Monday morning after that that we were good enough. So. I think we turned some heads, but like I mentioned, this is a good team. Oh, it is, and uh, it was really cool to see Younger win that individual title out in Vegas. Is he matching or exceeding your expectations when you moved him to heavyweight? Nothing surprises me with Younger. Um, he's a tremendous athlete. He's a tremendous competitor. I have to keep my foot up his, you know what, uh, to get him in shape sometimes, but he's not afraid to do the work. I just have to... Uh, keep him motivated and remind him that he, he could he, he can have a lot of success at the end of the year if he pays the price in the practice room really good month of training in november and so um you know i'm curious to see I, I challenged him i said you know i don't know if you're ready to go for this yet i don't know if you're ready to win this yet and uh yeah i could tell he wanted to prove me wrong and he did so i'm glad he proved me wrong where has he made the most progress over the last two months I think just uh, on the bottom, you know, he's really been, we spent a lot of time individually working on the bottom because obviously, you know, those kids that come over from an international background don't get any of the training that, that our kids get growing up in the folk style top bottom position. Uh, the freestyle sport is much different on the bottom. It, it's almost like two different sports. So 
you know, when he got here three years ago, he had to basically start over and learn stuff that kids that he was competing against have been doing for 15, 15 years. So that's where he's made the biggest strides. Well, since we're on that topic, let me ask you about Echemendia. That's another big move potential guy for you. Take me th- through his progress this season. No, he's definitely a guy that's super talented on his feet. I think he can go with anybody on his feet in the nation. And obviously, that's where we spend the majority of our time in folk style wrestling. But still, there's that top bottom component. And, you know, he just didn't get the reps in, in like uh, a couple years like Younger did. So he's a little bit behind there. And we really got to try to play catch up on the bottom to get him comfortable on the bottom to survive not getting turned and then eventually getting away uh, because, you know, he's got a weakness there and, and coaches will figure out that weakness. And he didn't get many good reps or for whatever the case was when he was at Ohio State, there was no improvement on the bottom at all. And so we've got to play catch up there a little bit. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Coach, I think one of the coolest things I saw last weekend was the team picture, you know, at the end up there on the podium and David Carr's up there smiling ear to ear. And I mean, this is a guy that's done so much individually, but he's always been about the team too. And that was a tough task for him. I mean, a lot of guys would have just forfeited out or whatever said, okay, I don't care. I got kind of screwed on the, on, on the first deal, but you know, he comes back and, and beats a top three guy and just really impressive the way he came back. Well, you've seen him do that before in his career, but you got to be really impressed with how he kind of puts the team ahead of himself all the time. I tell you what, John, you just said it. Uh, people uh, don't, you know, even me explaining it right now, uh, people don't get the depth of how hard it is to lose a match in the semifinals, um, being David Carr the favorite, um, on a really questionable call at the end of the match. Could have went one way or the other. I'm not saying, you know, he, he was cheated or anything. It was just a tough call, tough call for the referee. Um, but he could have won that match as easy as lost that match, but he lost. And to have to step back out there in an hour in a consolation bracket and wrestle somebody that's coming uh, that's coming from the backside that's had three or four wins under their belt that's got some momentum is a tremendously emotionally hard thing to do. So I think he got a guy from Stanford in the consolation semis, and he goes out there and I think he beats him 15 to nothing. Um, and then he gets the third-ranked guy in the nation for third and fourth. Um, and gets third place. And, you know, obviously if he doesn't do that, we don't win that tournament. So there's a guy there that uh, is is all about the team. I can tell you that. One of the great stories on this team certainly is Evan Frost. What have you seen for him to be able to grow so much in such a short period of time? We talk all the time about coming to practice and not wasting a day. So he had a whole redshirt year last year, and now he's had, you know, a portion of a, of a redshirt freshman year. And uh, I don't think the Frost boys ever waste a day. Anytime there's a day off or a, a day on your own, those guys are usually on the mat. Sometimes we got we to gotta tell them to stay off the mat uh, just for their own well-being and the health of their bodies. But he's got to where he's got by rolling up his sleeves and working hard. Uh, when, when a lot of people aren't working, he's still working. And so... You're not, you're not going to see anything but progress from that guy over time. He's going to continue to be a guy that, that slowly gets better all the time because he puts the time in. As a coach, that's got to make you really excited because, first of all, I'm sure it rubs off on some of the other guys. But second of all, just to think about how, much, you know, how far he's come and how far he could still go with that work ethic, that's really exciting. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think 
not just the young guys, but I think the old guys see, wow, these guys don't say anything. They're quiet as can be. They just come in and put the time in and work hard. And, and uh, they they don't lead verbally. They lead by example. And so uh, I'm sure the, the young guys have noticed that this guy came kind of out of nowhere. And, um, you know, he's he's proven to be a legitimate contender. Are you tired of settling for ordinary when it comes to your company's apparel? Well, say goodbye to basic and hello to a new standard of style known as authentic brand. It's not just a label, it's a lifestyle. From sleek office essentials to laid back everyday wear, authentic brand is the label for you. Coach, you got a lot of bonus points from a lot of guys. It's one of the reasons you won that team title. Feldkamp was one of them. Feels like you're kind of getting what you signed up for with him because you felt like he could be a guy that could get you a lot of team points along the way. Will is a uh, competitor, and he he throws the kitchen sink at you. Sometimes you don't know what the heck he's doing, and sometimes it's not pretty, but he's going to try to pin you for seven minutes, and he can score a lot of bonus points with that mentality, and that's what he's done his whole career. Tell me about that move he made to pin a guy. <laughs> that was one of the most amazing moves I've seen. What what did he do? Well, he got into a – you know, he, He's really comfortable in upper body positions. And so whether you call it, I mean, I've heard people call that move a gator bacon. I've heard them call it a Rico roll. I've heard them call it a million different names. But if you get a chance to get, you know, go to the Iowa State Wrestling Twitter site or Instagram site and go back and see uh, the move that Will Feldkamp hit, I think, on maybe it was Saturday morning. I don't know if it was Saturday morning or Friday night, but. Uh, you know, take his opponent from feet to back when it looks like he's in trouble and uh, he rolls through and pins the guy. And, um, you know, the, the funny thing about that is he knew where he was that whole time and it was a high flyer. It's stuff that you almost get out of like the old WWE uh, uh, stuff you see back the fake wrestling stuff, but it wasn't fake. He took him through and pinned him and uh, he's got more of that. So show up, watch it. Yeah, it's good stuff. What What other individuals impressed you out in Vegas? I thought Casey Swiderski did a great job of, of you know, coming back and competing uh, at a tough weight. Uh, you know, obviously David, you know, MJ Gaetan had some good moments. Um, you know, so we overall, everybody contributed. And we had a couple guys that didn't get what they wanted, especially with Kyson and uh, Cody Chittum. They didn't have great weekends, so they've got something to build off of. And that's the, that's the I guess, the great thing or the unusual thing about it. You know, you win the event as a team and you have two guys that of the of the 10 that, really didn't come close to reaching their potential that weekend. Um, and we're still able to get a team win. And David Carr doesn't even make the finals. So I think that, you know, should tell everybody out there that this team's got some got some dudes. We got some dudes across the board that uh, can pick each other up when maybe one guy doesn't get it done. And that's what you need to do in a team situation. Yeah, along those lines, I mean, obviously you want to be a great dual team, but you really want to be a great tournament team. How big was it? for your program to win that team title with so many great teams out there, as you mentioned, in Vegas? It was the biggest uh, weekend we've had in six-plus years. That's how big it was, and we've had some good weekends because we don't get a chance to go out and test ourselves in a team like this was just exactly formatted like the NCAA tournament, except for it was two days instead of three days. But, you know, in terms of having to wrestle back, having to to, to, to get, in, you know, win, get in that blood round, and, and if you win, you're top eight. If you lose, you don't you know, you're out of the tournament. That pressure and feeling that was great for us. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. 
So you got the collegiate duels coming up December 18th in Nashville, and that looks like uh, some more good competition. Yeah, that's kind of set up on a round robin fashion, so it's a little different than what we just experienced in Las Vegas. So we just have four teams in a pool, and we get to wrestle all three of them. So we'll wrestle uh, Pitt first, uh, Little Rock second, and Cornell third. And if we go undefeated, we'll win the pool. We win win the, win that event. If we don't, obviously we'll fall into place placing there somewhere between two and four. So uh, we're excited. We get a little time to uh, lick our wounds a little bit and time to focus on exams right now. And I think we leave on Sunday morning, next Sunday morning. So um, give give our chance our guys one more time to compete before the holidays, and then we'll get back and go out west in, in early January. So David could get another shot at Julian Ramirez of, of Cornell. That would be interesting for sure. Yeah, we like to see that. I hope they show up. If they don't, um, we're going to, I don't know, we'll, we'll think of something to, uh, to harass them about, but they need to show up for that match. Hey, Coach, a guy I haven't seen yet, but I mean, everyone seems to be excited about is Tate Nactaborn, and obviously you've got the ability to redshirt him if you want, but what are you seeing from him in the room? He's a, he's a tough kid. He's a, He's a kid that wrestling's really important to, and he trains hard. He just needs to get those reps in like a lot of true freshmen. Um, he's in a tough situation. He's got everybody from David Carr all the way up to, um, you know, all the guys at 197, so he's got a lot of good training partners there in the upper upper weights. Who are some of the other guys that, you know, the fans haven't had a chance to see yet this year, but you're seeing them in the room, and you're impressed and, and excited about their future? Well, we got some young guys that, you know, that can contest uh, down the road. You know, Ethan Perryman's shown us signs at 125 of a guy that can really contribute. Obviously, Jacob Frost at 141. I'm just talking about the young guys. You know, we know there's potential there with Zach Redding at 141. They're just behind, you know, Ichimendia right now. Um, you know, we got a young guy at 165 that's a redshirt freshman named Connor Uten from Ohio that's done a really good job for us. Um and, um, you know, you'll get to see him compete sooner than later, probably. Uh, obviously, we got Jason Kreiser, who's done a good job for us at 157, backing up Chittum. And then, you know, you get up to 84, you got Noctaborn and Helgeson. And, um, uh, you know, Rojas is in there at 74. Um, and, you know, we've got to figure out 97 yet. I still think that weight's a little bit up for grabs between Broderson and Nando Villascusa. Um, so, uh, we got a lot of we got a lot of depth right now, and we got we got some guys that can step in and help us. So, how much does that help the overall health of your program when you've got guys competing like that like crazy every day in your room? Well, that's the goal. That's what you strive for. Uh, uh, when you get a really competitive environment in the practice room, you can really rise much quicker than when you just have one good guy at each weight. There's got to be that competition. There's got to be those guys biting on each other's heels. Um, and that's what we're going to always do here at Iowa State. We're going to recruit the best guys. And if that hurts your feelings, it's probably not the right place for you. But uh, if you survive the practice room, you're going to be a tough hombre when it comes time to get out there. Uh, it's been fun catching up with you, Coach. Congratulations on the team victory. And uh, looking forward to more this season. I think you're just scratching the surface of what this team can be. Thank you, John. Appreciate you. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.